Welcome in, everybody, to Patriots Press Pass. I am Mike Cadlick. He is Taylor Kyle, CLNS Media's Patriots beat reporter and NFL analyst. We are here on Patriots Press Pass to talk about our favorite thing now that football is back, betting on it. Uh, this segment is powered by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you bet $5 right now, you can get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. If you go over to FanDuel.com slash Boston, what we're going to do on this show every week on Friday is run through uh, the AFC East games and a couple games of the week to talk about who we like, who we don't like. Um, basically, what Taylor likes about the game, what he sees, uh, injuries coming down the pike for each matchup. And then uh, I'll give you a little spin on the gambling um, what I like in the game, and then my picks and predictions for uh, for the spreads and the totals. All right, we'll start with the Patriots. Eagles are in town. Tom Brady weekend. I know, Taylor, you're super excited about this one. Uh, we all might be a little sick of it at this point, uh, but Brady's back. It should be a good one. Uh, the Patriots are plus four. They are underdogs to Philly, who is minus 205 on the money line. The total is set at 45. Obviously, makes sense. Uh, Patriots are dogs, Super Bowl champions coming into town. Uh, they always talk about home team gets like a three-point buffer. So you call it, what, Eagles are seven-point favorites on a neutral field. Mm. I don't know how, how I like that. But uh, what do you make of the game in general? You know, a couple keys to the game. Like, uh, can the Patriots survive? And uh, ultimately, <laughs> how, do you think, how do you think this one ends up? Can they survive? No, they cannot. No. Um, I mean, this is a tough matchup. Like, they're yeah. the Super Bowl runner-ups for a reason. They have a lot of continuity, especially on offense. The only really uh, big loss they had was Isaac Siamalu, right guard, who's now with the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they still got A.J. Brown. Right. Still got Devontae Smith. They still got Dallas Goddard, who people tend to forget about, but he's a really effective underneath target for them, can also threaten the seams a bit. And then the run game. Like, they got Rashad Penny who, you know, got hurt last season. Yet to be determined what we're going to see from him. Then they got DeAndre Swift. They got Boston Scott. They got Kenneth Gainwell. And, of course, all they four, got Jalen Hurts. All four listed as starters, as the starter yeah. on the on the We Eagles were talking about that. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. keep everybody on their toes. I, yeah, and you know, right. Sirianni was like, yeah, we don't even know. If a guy's good, he'll get the hot hand. Right. We'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I mean, this offense is truly pick your poison. Like, this is a Madden roster where you try to take away one thing, they're just going to go to something else. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how first-year offensive uh, play caller Brian Johnson, if he's able yeah. to keep up with Steve Belichick, because Steve's got plenty of experience. He's someone who understands the flow of games and what his defense does well, what they don't, and the Patriots also have a lot of continuity on defense. So that matchup with the Eagles offense, Patriots defense, I think it's going to be really fun. Now, it's less optimistic for the Patriots side, because I think they can hold their own defensively to a degree relative to the offense they're playing. But right. with the Patriots offense, we don't really know what they're going to look like for sure. We have a pretty good idea. It's going to be RPO heavy. A lot of play action when they do want to go downfield. Some quick game stuff, especially because of all the question marks on the offensive line. You know, I've been saying it's one thing when you have right tackle as a question mark, but, you know, Cole Strange and Mike and Winnie have both been limited all week. Uh, it seems like we're going to see a decent amount of Antonio Mafi. Calvin Anderson hasn't played. So you, you can't even really lean on the run game, which was a bit of a weakness for the Eagles last year, because you don't know whether or not, you know, this unit's going to work well together or how possibly having to cycle through guys is going to work out. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. Not going to overthink it. Uh, you know, I think the Patriots are going to make it competitive. I think there's also going to be some sloppy play that's just associated with week one. You know, guys are working out the kinks. Tackling is kind of harder because you haven't been doing it in a while and you're getting up to speed again. But, right. I mean, the Eagles are loaded on both sides of the ball. I think they're vulnerable in the middle of their defense because they got new faces and guys stepping into bigger roles at linebacker and safety. 
that's where Bill O'Brien thrives. But at the same time, it's going to be really, really tough to keep up with this Eagles offense, even if the Patriots are able to slow them down. Right. And uh, to that point with, you know, the, the slow, slow play guys getting used to it, you know, first, first week, yada, yada, yada. I think that tells me over, take the over 45 points. Like I know people are nervous about this Patriots offense, but like you said, nobody really knows what the offense is going to do. So I think they're going to kind of get right into it. Not that they're going to come out guns blazing or anything, but I think they're going to score some points. I also think Philly, you mentioned A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and those four backs. Jalen Hurts, a cerebral player, doesn't make mistakes. I think both teams are going to score points. Um, my final score prediction is a 27-21 Eagles win. So in that, I'm taking the Eagles minus four. Um, I think that's a short line. Like I, I, I get that people talk Super Bowl hangover. Brady's coming back, so the Patriots are going to be fired up. It might be a closer game than some may think for a team that was a disaster in the Patriots last year and the, that Philly was just, you know, in the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to overthink it either. I think the pick is Philly minus four, and I think you take the over 45 again, 27-21. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Massachusetts 21 plus and present in MA first online real money wager only $10 first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at fanduel.com backslash sportsbook hope is here gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support play it smart from the start gamesensema.com or call 1-800-327-5050. GAM1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Let's move on to the rest of the AFC East. We are first going to go to Chargers. Uh, versus Dolphins, if I can get my lower third up, which I can. The Chargers are three-point favorites. They are at home hosting the Miami Dolphins with Tua, with Tyreek Hill, um, with Jalen Waddle, all those guys. FanDuel has the over-under at 50.5, so definitely higher uh, because, again, you have these two offenses, like I said, with uh, Tyreek, with uh, Jalen Waddle, with Tua. And then on the other side of the ball, you have your Justin Herberts, your Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson's there, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, you name it. This is going to be, in my opinion, throwing the ball over all over the yard um, to start this one. So immediately before we even get into any analysis, I lean over right away because I just think both of these offenses are so high powered. Jalen Ramsey is out for Miami for four weeks. He's on IR. On the other side of the ball, JC Jackson's back. But even though um, he was at one point considered one of the better corners in, in football, at least top half, um, he was out last season, then this is his first game action in like a year and a half now. So I think that uh, both secondaries are going to be slow to the jump. So immediate, I like the over. But tell me more about what this game, what you think from both sides of the ball and how they can sort of uh, – both teams can attack. Yeah, so Teron Armstead hasn't participated. Let's see, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, didn't participate. That's He's out. 
Yeah, that, I heard he's out. he's out already. Yeah. So well, there you go. That's a huge blow to the Dolphins because when they last played, he wasn't really at full strength. And Kyle Van Noy was having a lot of success against him. Right. Like Kyle Van Noy is a good player, but Teron Armstead at the top of his game, one of the better left tackles in the NFL. And the Chargers, for like the first time, and it seems like ever, are actually pretty healthy. You know, they've right. got their offensive line, which I think is the it is the best that Justin Herbert's had in his entire career. Like you said, whether or not JC Jackson plays is a big factor whatever we saw last year that the scheme that the Chargers were able to use against Tua it took away the RPOs and the quick game that he loves so much and it really kind of forced him to have to throw outside so he's gonna have to he did have like the long bomb to Tyree Kill where he just ran by somebody but still that's not really Tua's game so I think this is going to be another matchup where it really tests if the Dolphins can play their style of offense or if they can adapt when the Chargers say we're not going to give you your bread and butter plays And at the same time, I really like the Chargers. One, again, they're healthy. Um, I think the offensive line being in better position is really good. And also, I really like their offense. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. Um, I love because you're an LA guy. You can't get out of LA. I guess. guess. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen just is consistent as they come. He's not what he used to be, but he's still one of the better route runners in the NFL. Knows how to get open. Mike Williams, dog. Quentin Johnson looked really good from the videos I've seen in training camp. So I really do think this could turn into the Chargers possibly running away with this one. Yeah, That's obviously like a really that. scary prediction when you got Tyreek Hill on the other side of the I ball, know. who could, as they show, could flip the game at any moment. But and I also don't want to discredit this Dolphins defense. Like Big Fangio, one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Without Jalen Ramsey, it makes it a little tougher, you know, on them in terms of what they can do and how dominant they can be, but it's still, I think, going to be one of the best defenses in football. So, yeah. you know, it's it's really great scheme and talent for the Dolphins, but also, you know, a similar situation on the other side with the Chargers. So I think there's a possibility that this could be one that the Chargers win pretty comfortably. I like that because uh, we've talked about it, and I, I think I've said this to you probably a million times now. You're the, uh, you're the stats and analytics guy, and I'm the vibes guy in this relationship here, and <laughs> I am Chargers vibe all day. Sick uniforms. Herbert's a dog. Already got paid. Go up and get it, receivers. You mentioned, like, I said it before, Quentin Johnson, too, but they even have Josh Palmer, too, who I think is ahead of him on their yeah. depth chart right now. Like, they, they have four guys, four big-bodied receivers who can go up and catch the football from Herbert, who is a gunslinger. Uh, so my pick is Chargers minus three. I like the over. I, I said it before. I do wonder, like you said about Vic Fangio's defense, but again, with Ramsey out, um, I know they do still do have Zayvon Howard as their uh, other top corner, who is at this point in his game even probably a little bit better than Ramsey. But yeah. at the end of the day, whoever he takes away, you still have three other options. So I'm going Chargers minus three. I'm going over 50 and a half. And now for my favorite game of the weekend, Monday, it's actually not really the weekend. It's Monday Night Football, AFC East. The Bills are at the Jets. Aaron Rodgers return. I don't know if you're a hard knocks guy, Taylor, but I am all over these Jets. I don't think you are from just the look on your face. Uh, I'm a little behind. I'm a little bit Jets, behind. I got to catch that's up. That's fine. The Jets are dogs in this one. Home dogs with the Bills coming in. FanDuel SMS home dogs. Jets are plus 120 on the money line. The total is 45 and a half. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers' first game. They got that offense with Garrett Wilson, who's cooking. Uh, double running backs in Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, a uh, couple studs on defense, Sauce Gardner, CJ Mosley, all the names you can think of. But then you got the Bills, who have won the AFC East every year since Tom Brady left New England. Uh, Josh Allen's obviously the guy up there. Well, what's the face? I just am sick of it, man. I'm yeah, I know. Me Bills. too. We need to we need to get one. But uh, maybe change it the can guard. Be the Jets. Maybe it can be Aaron Rodgers who is the changing of the guard. What do you make of this game? Uh, who do you think ultimately comes out on top, and how are the uh, 
how does this one uh, play out? This is this is such a fun game. And I know. It can, it can turn into a shootout. It's the yeah. thing is they're good defenses, but also Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. If you put their back to the wall, like yeah, they can find a way right. to get the ball in the end zone and get downfield. So it's really tough for me. The difference maker, especially looking at this injury report, is the offensive lines. I think the Bills have yeah. the clear advantage there because right now the Jets, Kai Beckton and Dwayne Brown. Both guys that were limited. They've been battling injury for a while. Brees Hall, we don't really know what we're going to see from him, if anything. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's there. That's going to be a bit of a boost. But I just trust the Bills more. Osiris Torrance, I think, is supposed to play a big role for yeah. them. I loved him coming out of the draft. Gives him more physicality to complement Damian Harris, who they signed. James Cook, big play threat, obviously. I just think the Bills are going to have more options in terms of whether they need to throw or run. They can just adapt to whatever the game gives them. Whereas the Jets – both your tackles are hurt. That's a really tough position to be in. That's what we're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna unfortunately give this one to the Bills. Okay. But I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna keep it close just because he's Aaron Rodgers. So okay, I'm going a Rod plus two and a half. I understand the tackles are a problem, but um, talking about it from you know a path perspective as well. My whole thing is with O'Brien and this offense that they're gonna get the ball out of Max hands quick and make it you know, not up to the offensive line why they win or lose the game. I think the Jets are going to try and do the same thing. Obviously, O'Brien is a far better, you know, OC than Nathaniel Hackett, but he's an NFL offensive coordinator. He can scheme this thing up. Uh, you know, the Jets, I, I love what I've seen from Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. Um, I just think that it's sort of the tide is kind of turning, and I think that everyone mm -hmm. talks about, you know, oh, it's the Jets, and why can't the – it's the Jets can't win the, the AFC East, and the Jets can't win a game like – it doesn't really matter what stitches are on your jersey. It just matters the guys inside of them. And um, I don't know why we just flipped there. But it's Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I think that the Jets are plus two and a half. I think that's the pick there. And I think it's going to go under. Because I think the Jets are going to sort of, you know, slowly integrate into their offense. And I mm -hmm. think, oh, our, our Amit just uh, – our producer flipped me to the Jets. That's why. That's what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jets and the under. I think both teams – Bill's sort of in a uh, – you know, a, I don't want to call it – everyone's kind of calling this season for the Bills like a, a dip-down year. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I think they're going to – I think they're going to uh, not, not score as many points to start this one out. So I'm be going nice under. nice if it was a dip-down year. That'd be cool. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I'm going with that, and I'm going with the Jets – Plus two and a half. Let's move around the AFC. Cleveland versus Cincinnati. The Browns with Deshaun Watson are underdogs in this one, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Two games in a row with home dogs. Uh, the Bengals, Joe Burrow just signed his massive contract. Reports out of uh, Cincinnati now are that T. Higgins might not be in their plans for the future. Uh, so that's an interesting one. But he's here right now. I know. Bring him to the Patriots. Let's get those uh, those Bill Belichick gifts going on anything T. Higgins. Uh, total 47.5. Total 47.5 at FanDuel. Um, the Browns are a team that uh, they have a lot of talent. I just don't know if they're going to be able to put it all together right away. Um, this line feels short to me. I think only a two-point, one-and-a-half, two-point spread. Uh, with a team in the Bengals who has been to back-to-back -back AFC Championship games, uh, went to a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They have Joe Burrow. Yeah, I get that he's, you know, a little bit banged up. But if you're playing week one, you're ready to go, in my opinion. So um, I think I like the Bengals in this game. But what do you make of the matchup, Taylor? Yeah, Bengals. There's a little bit of bias because I don't like Deshaun Watson as a human being. 
<laughs> but it, in all seriousness, which is fair, you look at him on, yeah, and when you look at him on the field, like the last time these teams played, he looked horrendous. And I'm just being yeah. like completely objective there. His pocket presence for missing football, like it showed, he wasn't very good. And I'm not going to act like I've been like locked into Brown's camp videos or anything. But it you're not like on the Browns all 22 every single day after we leave Gillette. <laughs> crazy, isn't it? But I mean, honestly, it didn't. I I saw some of the similar issues where some of the passes were just sailing, and he looks totally out of sync. Um. So until I see differently, I can't put my stock in any of what Deshaun Watson's going to do week one. Uh, they are a loaded team, though. They've got That's, a lot of yeah. talent. Their trenches are great on both sides of the ball. I think they really retooled that defensive line as well. But the Bengals are also looking better on their offensive line than they have in a long time. Uh, especially they got Orlando Brown from the Chiefs, who, you know, you can argue whether or not he's – as good as his contract suggests, but at the same time, he's definitely one of the better tackles in the league and better than what they've had there in quite a while. I was going to say he's better than what they had, so it's automatically exactly. an upgrade. Even yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm going with the Bengals, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not betting on Deshaun Watson based on what we've seen from him since he came back when Joe right. Burrow's on the other side. And the Bengals have a good defense as well. It's again, like Amari Cooper is a very talented receiver. He's fantastic. David Njoku, great player. Like they do have talent. I'm not going to pretend like that's not the case. But I mean, the Bengals have proven it two years in a row, and I think they are arguably a better team than they were last season on paper. So yeah, I'm going with uh, go with Cincy. And that's why I'm going with Cincy, and it's also why I'm taking over 47 and a half. I feel like I haven't mentioned too many unders here, but we'll get there. Um, but I think there's going to be points scored in this game, too. Uh, Denzel Ward, cornerback for Cleveland, is back. Um, so that might clog them up a little bit from Cincinnati's perspective. But, I mean, they still have uh, two guys in, in Chase, in Higgins. Um, obviously, talking about Cleveland with the guys they have, Watson, Cooper, uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, they're loaded, too. So I just think points are going to be scored. Uh, 47 and a half feels a little bit low to me for this one. So I think they, uh, this one goes to 50 plus. I, I don't see why both of these teams can't easily score 25 points or more in this one. I just think ultimately, uh, since he comes out on top, so take since minus one and a half. Let's go. Elf, little elf in that logo instead of the helmet. You hear what yeah, you right? Said? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> called yeah, him the elf. Was, he stopped yeah. himself. That was like, nah, I said it. I'm calling him the elves. That's hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. They're, I think they're keeping it on their, uh, on their midfield still which is yes. hilarious. I don't know how I, I feel about that, that one. But <laughs> let's go to the another AFC North game, uh, another home AFC North game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are welcoming the San Francisco 49ers all the way across the country they come. Um, they are favorites in this game, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. The Niners are minus two and a half. Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Pittsburgh plus 110 on the money line. San Fran minus 130. And the total is a mere 41 and a half. I look at this uh, Pittsburgh team, Taylor, and I don't know if it's just because I'm uh, taking it in on social media or if I'm just, you know, box score watching and quickly looking over the preseason, but I've fallen in love with Kenny Pickett all of a sudden. I think what I've seen from him, uh, a couple of nice throws in the preseason. I also, I, I think, you know, as I'm talking about this, the people I am is the people you hate. The people that just have box score watching and look at this like, <laughs> I love this guy. But uh, kidding aside, I think I, I found out he was 6'4 this offseason. I thought he was a little midget, but no, he's back there slinging the rock around <laughs> oh to George Pickens, uh, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. So um, I don't know. I know everyone's, everyone's pick is the 49ers this year, um, but I think this is going to be a hard fought game. I'll wait till I give that pick after the segment, but. Uh, what do you make of this one with San Francisco coming across to Pittsburgh? It's really tough because this is an out-of-conference matchup early in the season. 
So it's one thing when you have some history between teams, even in the past like right. couple of years. But these are teams that don't. They, I think they last played each other in like 2019. Um, I I kind of want to buy stock in the Steelers. Yeah, and you know what? It's week one. Let's have some fun. Screw it. Yeah. You know, Steelers. Allen Robinson, I'm hoping maybe he gets a little oh, Yeah, more he's there now too. He's That's in a better right. situation. Yeah. They got some big dogs at receiver. I think their offensive line, I like it. Like I said, uh, they got Isaac Ciamalu from the Eagles. I think that's pretty big. Um, I think some other guys on their line are better than some people realize. It's hard because the Niners, though, like they're proven. I know. They're a fantastic team. George Kittle seems banged up, but like George Kittle's always banged up, and he's a lunatic. Right. So I'm not going to say yeah. like that's anything to count him out. Um, I do think the speed that the 49ers have a receiver is going to be very stressful. You look at the cornerbacks for the Steelers. They got Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. They got Levi Wallace, who's all right. And then who's their nickel? Who's their nickel? Chan- Chandon Sullivan, who's exactly. with the, who was on one of the worst secondaries in the Vikings last year. I didn't watch right. him closely enough. I'm not going to put it on him. But, you know, with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, like that's a lot of explosiveness. It's going to be hard yeah. to keep up with. Um, so I think this is going to be a close one, especially, again, they're not familiar with each other. It's week one. You know, I don't think these are going to be clean games on either side. And as much as I want to go with the 49ers because they're proven, like I said, you know what? Got to have a fun Pittsburgh. Pick. Sometimes Let's you just have, put logic out the window. Let's, Let's go have pick fun. It. Yeah. Let's See, go pick and it I, to pick it. Yeah, and I look at it, too, with the Niners, right? Like, this whole quarterback saga they've gone through. I know they trust Brock Purdy, and I think that – I shouldn't call it a saga, but they've gone through, you know, ups and downs of quarterback position, all the injuries last year. Um, and Purdy comes in off an injury. And, I look, I think – and he showed it last year. He's a guy that can, you know, sit back there, decision-make, something that Kyle Shanahan loves. Get the ball to his guys. And you talk about Ayuk, you talk about Debo. But I still think it's going to take him some time to get his foot, get his feet wet. He was Mr. Irrelevant last year. All of a sudden, he is now the guy. Like, he's had some time to take that all in, which I think when he was thrown into the fire last year, he was just like, screw it. I'm just going to be nasty, and everyone's going to talk about Brock Purdy. Now that it's all on his plate, I wonder how that, you know, how he's going to handle that. Um, ultimately, I think they'll be fine. And now he's got Sam Darnold on his heels. Exactly. Um, but no, I think low scoring, but I think Pittsburgh. So I'm going under 41 and a half, but I'm going Pittsburgh with the points. I think they'll squeak it out. Um, in the end, our next matchup that we will talk about is the Packers at the Bears and Packers at the Bears. <laughs> and uh, the, <laughs> we finally, finally in this show have a home favorite uh, in the Chicago Bears. It's been it's been some time here, but the Bears are home favorites, according to FanDuel, at minus one and a half, 120 on the money line. You get Green Bay at a crisp plus 102, 41, and a half. Jordan Love versus Justin Fields. Uh, I don't know. I think the line is about right because I don't really know what to make of either of these quarterbacks. I know we saw Fields a little bit last year and what he can do, but Jordan Love is such an unknown, and I'm pretty excited for it because I loved him coming out of Utah State. Um, That was the season – I believe it was the season that Brady was gone and they went with Cam. And I was wondering if the Patriots were going to end up trying to make a move for Jordan Love, whether it was a second round pick, whether it was a trade up, whatever, because I liked what he showed at Utah State. He has raw arm talent. Um, He seems to have sort of bought into LaFleur's system as far as, you know, making reads, progressions and being smart with the football. Um, I know you were out there in uh, in Green Bay earlier uh, this offseason for that game, so I'm curious to see what you saw from Jordan Love, but also just what you think of this game in general, what Justin Fields can do in that system in uh, Chicago, and ultimately, you know, what direction this game goes. 
Yeah, Justin Fields, like you said, is such a huge question mark. He's one of yeah. the most dynamic runners in the league for sure, and I think that DJ Moore is going to help his uh, growth a lot. Jordan Love, when I saw him, like some of the underneath throws were inconsistent, but he has, like you said, he's got an arm. Yeah, He made a lot of throws throughout the preseason, and he made one in uh, the joint practices as well where they're just impossible to defend because he's putting it in the one spot where the defender can't make a play on, and as long as the receiver comes down, it's completion. That's where things get complicated because Christian Watson, not playing. Romeo Dobbs, questionable because he was he didn't participate on Wednesday, limited the past two days. So, And then you also got David Bakhtiari, didn't participate. You never know what that means with a guy like Bakhtiari because yeah. his health is always kind of up and down. He's also a veteran, so you don't need him to practice. But also, like, if he can physically play, you know, you're going to try to put him out there. Rashawn Gary's been limited all week. Again, I'm not plugged into them, so I don't know if that's necessarily trying to keep him limited and keep him fresh or whatever. But still, those are some of the biggest names on your entire team that you don't really know. Like I said, Watson's out and the other guys, you don't know whether they're going to play or not or what their status is. So I would would give this one to the Bears. Um, I think that their roster this season is a lot better than it's been in a while, again, especially because they got a guy like DJ Moore. And the Packers, they still have some stuff to figure out. And quite frankly, after watching their defense up close, and like even their beat reporters are saying, like, this is kind of a soft team. Okay. Um, like Jabril Peppers made it very clear that he thought they yeah, were a yeah. soft team. And like they didn't really do anything to dissuade that notion. Um, and against a team like the Bears, that they have to run it 30 times. And they're like, all right, bet. We'll do that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. And Luke Van Ness is someone that they brought in specifically to help in that department. I don't know if the rookie in his first NFL game is going to be enough. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the Bears on this one. You know what, Taylor? I'm reading off my notes here, talking about the get, the betting lines, and you completely changed my mind. I had Packers Ooh. minus – or I had Packers plus one and a half as my pick because – I like Jordan Love. I liked what I've seen from him so far. But with the receivers out, with the receivers out, with Bakhtiari out, um, with Gary questionable, uh, all that good stuff, I just think that you're right. DJ Moore comes into the Bears. Um, they feel like they're a little bit more of, uh, I guess, in position to win now, where the Packers mm-hmm. are sort of kind of this whole turnover with Rodgers. Um, so I think I'm going to take the Packers, or I'm going to take the Bears minus one and a half, rather, um, out nice. in Soldier Field. So you changed my mind. 41 and a half is the total it feels low um so i want to say over (laughs) i want to say over but i had the over first and since you changed my mind the last time i'm going to let you change my mind again so we're going bears minus one and a half we're going under 41 and a half and uh that's going to be the picks for this nfc north matchup let's head over to the afc west where we have the raiders heading to denver to take on the Broncos and uh, plenty of storylines here. Teams. Such oh, weird teams, weird man. teams, <laughs> weird storylines. Uh, you talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, former Patriots. You talk about Chandler Jones, and I'm not really sure what's happening with him and Josh McDaniels right now, but there's something there and it's not gelling. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you have Russell Wilson, you have Sean Payton, you have Jerry Judy's injury. You have the fact that these two teams are AFC West rivals uh, right now, the spread, according to FanDuel, is Broncos minus three and a half. The total's at 43 and a half. Uh, so Denver, home favorites. But I, I feel like the Raiders may, maybe head to toe have a little bit better of a roster, but they just kind of seem like a cluster out there. Um, and it's uh-huh. it, it's kind of interesting. Like, I, I wonder where Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are really at at this point, again, because it is week one. Uh, so three and a half point favorites seems a little high to me. I know they're at home, but... 
Uh, what do you make of the matchup? And also, let's get your thought on the drama out in LA or out in Vegas and in Denver too. Man, I don't know. You know me. I'm not a drama guy because I, I hate I hate speculating, especially yeah, when I don't I have all the information. Like Chandler Jones, man, if he's going through something, I just hope he gets help. I don't know what's good, but like you know, some of the things I've seen make it kind of point to maybe he's going through something. So yeah, I want to be sensitive to that. Um, and with Russ and Sean Payton, man, like I don't know what's good with Russ. I really don't. Sean Payton's yeah. also the quarterback whisperer, so you never know what he's going to actually get be able to get out of him. But also, I mean, like the Broncos. I'm looking at the depth charts right now. One, the Raiders, their offensive line kind of scares me. Like I. Their best is like Colton Miller, right? Like that's all they have. Yeah, and like Jermaine Illuminor was actually one of the better right tackles in football last season. I was wondering if the Patriots are going to bring him back because they had a need. Jimmy Garoppolo right. is in a new offense. I'm looking. So who do they got? Like, Jimmy Garoppolo I mean, is also a guy who's – sorry to cut you off – very injury prone no. as well. So you talk about a uh, an offensive line who might be piecemeal like the Patriots are doing but also just not very good. The second Jimmy gets hit, he could be, he could be subject to, to the injury report. So sorry, continue on. No, you're good. And Jimmy's also a very one-dimensional player. So yeah. I feel like there's things like if you hone in on those throws over the middle of the field with a guy who's in his first start for a new team, you know, he's not really going to have a great grasp, I don't think, of his weapons or maybe what he does well in that system against a live defense. And I'm looking at – like the Broncos have a really good defense in a lot of areas. Yeah, Obviously, Pats are 10. They got Randy Greg. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm going. I'm going Broncos. Yeah. I'm, All right. I had to refresh my memory on this defense. Yeah. Zach Allen, Randy Gregory, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't give this one to the Raiders. They got their own talent as well. I'm yeah. not saying this is going to be some kind of like shootout or anything. I think this is going to be a pretty ugly game. Um. But yeah. And I I just trust Russ with good weapons more than I trust Jimmy with. Also, you know, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams. Nothing to scoff at necessarily, but I, I yeah. just think the talent for the Broncos may be a little bit too much. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to go opposite. I think I'm going to take the Raiders here, plus three and a half. I just, yeah, I know. Sorry I about it. I couldn't convince you. Damn it. Yeah. No, no, this is weird, man. Let's let's split it. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, we'll split this one. Um, I, I'm just, I've always been a Jimmy guy, and I also think Devontae Adams is just nasty. Um, I think Josh McDaniels, as as much as he can rub some people the wrong way, I think him and Jimmy probably have a decent enough relationship where, like, that offense as a whole will kind of click um, more so than it did last year with Derek Carr. Um, Jacoby's obviously there. Josh Jacobs, one of the better rushers in the NFL last season. So I like what I've seen from them, uh, or I like what I think I can see from them on offense, I should say. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders plus three and a half. I think they can at least keep it within a field goal, if not win this game outright in Denver. And uh, I'm going to go with under 43 and a half. I just think, uh, New offenses for both of these guys. Um, I know it's tough with, you know, defenses uh, sort of getting, like you talked about earlier, with uh, the tackling issues and things like that. But, again, two new offenses trying to get uh, their ducks in a row. I think we see this one uh, go just a tad under 43 and a half. Taylor Kyles, let's wrap it up with Sunday night football with the Cowboys traveling to the New York Giants, to MetLife Stadium, the Cowboys are, once again, we have a road favorite. Uh, minus three and a half. Dallas Giants are plus three and a half. Uh, you can get them at plus 152 on the money line at FanDuel. Dallas, a cool minus 180. The total is 45 and a half. Um, I just look at the Giants and Brian Dayball, and even though they kind of gave Daniel Jones the bag for a quarterback who I think is middle of the road, you have to pay your quarterbacks. 
Um, and if he can do what he did with Jones last year, I think it he, he kind of just ends up being worth the money because you need a quarterback in this league. And they we just saw what Joe Barrow signed for um, last night. And so it's like you, you kind of got to pay your quarterbacks. You bring in Darren Waller. You have Saquon Barkley. Um, their receivers aren't great. Um, but I'm interested to see where this Giants team goes this year, only for the fact that they made the playoffs last year and they did make some uh, some marginal improvements. Talk about the Cowboys. Dak's been there forever. They bring in Trey Lance, but Dak's their guy. Um, I think he's relatively reliable, at least early in the season. He's been a gunslinger for them for quite some time now. I don't know how much I trust their defense. Um, and I don't know. I kind of just – I kind of lean Giants here. Um, I'll give our picks once I get your analysis. Maybe you can sway me again. But uh, what do you think of Sunday Night Football's matchup this week? I think the Giants can be a good team this year. Okay. I think that Darren Waller's status, because I know he's banged up. I don't yeah. know. If, even if he's banged up and they you know, play him and he's limited, I think that's a pretty significant uh, scale tipper because I think the Cowboys have one of the best rosters in the entire NFL. Okay. One, I think Brandon Cooks was a major signing for them opposite C.D. Lamb because those are two guys who can be number one receivers for you. Yeah. Um, as well, they got a great offensive line. Tony Pollard's really good. Deuce Vaughn, who I really like. I don't know if he's going to have a big role or anything, but I really like him. I think they have one of the most stacked defenses in the NFL. Okay. So looking at they got Stephon Gilmore across from Trayvon Diggs, who beat the allegations of, oh, he's just a ball hawk. Like, no, he was good last year. And yeah. I, I know people maybe didn't notice because I don't know if his interception numbers were quite the same. But any game I saw, he wasn't just that super jumpy guy who could get taken advantage of. He was still really good. They got great safeties. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, you never know if he's going to be healthy or not. Yeah. Or what the status is there. So linebacker maybe be, can potentially be somewhere you could pick on. But then, I mean, they got – Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, who just speaks for it himself. Yeah, uh, Jonathan that's all Hankins, you got to say about of, Micah. <laughs> exactly. You got Jonathan Hankins, one of the best nose tackles in the league. And Mozzie Smith, who he got worked a couple of times. You know, he was inconsistent, but he was uh, touted as one of the best run defenders uh, in the draft. So if he can get it together, that's a really stout interior. I'm going with the Cowboys. I don't right. know how close it's going to be, to be totally honest with you, because I think Dak – when he's not putting the ball in harm's way. And to be fair, I think his receivers put him in some really bad positions last season. I, I don't think his interception numbers are necessarily a good quantifier of how he played. Although there were definitely times where he made some bad throws. He was hung out to drive plenty as well. But he's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. I don't think anybody in the NFL has as much control as he does at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but it's also against a weak defense that has a lot of guys that can really get after the quarterback in terms of pressure and things like that. And Wink is going to, turn up the heat and not make you comfortable. Yeah. But I think Dak is someone who can uh, stand in the fire and be able to still thrive. So, yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. I don't think it's going to be super close, especially Alrighty. if Waller isn't really uh, a big factor because of his health. Yeah, I think Waller will be a big one here for as far as tipping the scales. Um, if he plays, I think I'm going to go Giants plus three and a half. Um, I don't know if they win the game outright, but I think they'll keep it relatively close. Um, it also just feels, again, going back to vibes, Sunday night football, Dallas, Giants, Feels like a field goal game in the end. It just feels like that's what it's going to come down here to here. Um, so I'm going to take the plus three and a half. As far as the total goes, you did your good job at convincing me of the Cowboys defense. Um, so I'm going to go under. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> under because you got that Cowboys D. You got Wink on the other side as well. It was going to dial it up for Dak. So uh, Giants plus three and a half. Total under 45 and a half. Those are the picks. That's going to do it for myself as well as my good friend Taylor Kyles. We'll be back to do this again next Friday. Um, just make sure you know that this segment is powered by FanDuel. 
America's number one sports book. You can go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. If you bet five bucks, you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Thanks for listening, Taylor. Thanks for doing this. And we will see you all next time. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.